Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. This program is sponsored by Yahoo and their media platform, Edgecast. Tune in to the end of this podcast to learn how Edgecast can help your business truly connect with global viewers. Or visit them now at edgecast.com. That's E-D-G-E-C-A-S-T dot com. Well, the in-person event business is back, and I'll just say it was great to be together. I'm Abe Madcore, and I'm fresh off our Thought Leader Retreat in Lake Tahoe. It was our first industry gathering in more than 21 months. It felt so energizing to be together in a safe environment. It felt really normal. And we left encouraged and optimistic about what's ahead. Bottom line, I hope to see you at one of our upcoming events this fall you'll realize how much you miss the networking, the time together, and the camaraderie. And this is your morning buzzcast for Friday, September 24th. Again, I'm Abe Madcor. I do want to thank my colleague David Albright for filling in for me this week. He did a great job, and you'll hear his voice a lot coming up in the weeks ahead. A big sports weekend for sure. I know David talked about the Ryder Cup starting today at Whistling Straits. You also have the Laver Cup back in the United States this weekend at TD Garden in Boston. The Laver Cup is the brainchild of the sports agency Team 8, which is led by Roger Federer's agent, Tony Godsick. The event, which plays at a different site each year, is on course to sell out for a fourth straight time. And the Laver Cup has been profitable the last three years of its four-year existence. So that success has Tony Godsick and Team A considering investments in other events, including possibly investing in an ATP tournament. So keep your eye on the Laver Cup this weekend in Boston. There is more positive news around the WNBA as the latest viewership numbers show that the W had its best regular season viewership audience on ESPN since 2009. That's according to our Austin Carp. Games across ABC, ESPN, and ESPN2 averaged just over 300,000 viewers. Now that is up almost 50% from 2020, but more importantly, it's up 24% from the 2019 regular season. So you're seeing some back-to-back really nice gains of WNBA viewership. And I know that we've been talking about the strength of the W for some time. These numbers help support that. Meanwhile, the New York Liberty Sabrina Ionescu had the most popular player jersey And the Seattle Storm was the WNBA's most popular team jersey. That's according to sales on WNBAstore.com. Overall merchandise sales on the site were up 50% over last year. What's the most popular selling item? You got it. That orange WNBA hoodie was the best-selling item on WNBAstore.com for the second consecutive season. So more good news 
around the W. Another day, another NBA team jersey patch deal. Now, it hasn't been the best week for the Minnesota Timberwolves. We saw the departure of their president of basketball operations earlier this week, but the team finishes the week by becoming the latest NBA team to announce a jersey patch deal. They'll announce a deal with digital security company Aura today. Terms of the three-year deal were not disclosed, but Boston-based Aura will become the presenting partner of this upcoming Wolf season. They'll also sponsor the WNBA's Minnesota Lynx and the NBA 2K team, T-Wolves Gaming. Now, Excel Sports Management represented the Wolves on the deal. Aura did not use an agency. The Wolves did not have a patch partner last season. Prior to last season, Fitbit was the team's jersey patch sponsor. But what we're seeing here is a run of jersey patch deals before the start of the season. The deal is the third patch partner to be announced this week in the NBA. Remember, the Lakers deal with BBGo and the Sixers deal with Crypto.com were announced earlier this week. But now let's shift to the NHL because Caesars Entertainment will be the Washington Capitals' first jersey patch sponsor, and that will feature the Caesars Sportsbook logo located on the upper right area of the team's home jersey and its third jersey. Now the significance of this is that the Washington Capitals are the first NHL team to announce a patch sponsor. Remember, this is part of the NHL's New Jersey advertising program that begins next year with the 2022-2023 season. Deal terms were not disclosed, but this is a very big deal for monumental sports and entertainment. They're the first out there in the NHL's Jersey ad program, again, starting next year. They extend a current deal that they had with Caesars Entertainment. So this will get a lot of buzz, a lot of news, and I'll look for other NHL teams to follow the lead of monumental sports in a Jersey ad deal. Now let's stay with the NHL because the league sent out a memo to its clubs, which was picked up by ESPN, and it stated that it anticipates 30 of its 32 arenas will open at a 100% capacity for this upcoming season. That is very good news. The two teams not at full capacity expected for the start of the season are both in Canada. The Montreal Canadiens are expected to host about 33% capacity. The Vancouver Canucks will open at less than capacity as well, perhaps as much as 50% of capacity. The one to watch is the Toronto Maple Leafs, as currently the team is only allowed 50% capacity for its preseason games, but the league is anticipating that will grow to 100% capacity. But the bottom line on capacity is that it's very good news if 30 of the 32 arenas will open at 100% capacity for the NHL. The league also said that 21 teams are currently requiring masks for all fans in their arenas. The Ducks are only requiring face masks for unvaccinated fans. So some positive news there for the NHL as they get set to start their season as well. Keep your eye on the San Francisco 49ers this weekend because the 49ers are embarking on one of the most aggressive all-inclusive ticketing programs that I've seen. It's at Levi Stadium for the 49ers home opener on Sunday. Now, this is for season ticket holders, and it's more than two years in the making, and it will take a lot of operational muscle. But for nearly 60,000 fans, season ticket holders, this all-inclusive program features basic concession items, hot dogs, popcorn, chicken tenders, sodas. That's all free. 
and users are limited to four per transaction. Season ticket holders can either flash a member badge at a concession kiosk or line up at lines designated for season ticket holders at traditional concession stands. But when they go, they'll get these basic items as part of their ticket package. In the club area, food and beverage is all-inclusive, so all concessions available in that space are free for anyone in those areas. So the 49ers are putting a lot behind this effort. They are estimated to have spent north of $7 million on the technology and the equipment to facilitate this change, but we're going to have to see how it operates on Sunday. And you're going to want to keep an eye on how does all this free concession food and beverage affect consumption? Will people eat and drink more, less, and how will it affect the fan experience? Will there be longer wait times? There are also issues around staffing and manpower. Are resources going to be an issue at all on Sunday? But this is a very, very closely watched effort by the 49ers. And like I said, they've been working on this for two years, and it's one of the most aggressive, all-inclusive season ticket package that I've ever seen. And so keep an eye on the execution and the fan response on Sunday. I want to finish with a couple of other things around the NFL. First, the Washington Post is reporting that the league is considering playing a Monday night game during the opening round of this year's playoffs in January. Now, this would impact the NFL's opening playoff weekend, which could see, it could see, two games Saturday, three on Sunday, and one on Monday night. What a weekend that would be. Remember, the expanded playoffs went into effect last year, and last year we saw the league play three opening round games on Saturday and three on Sunday, but the league is considering making a move to move one of those games to Monday night for the playoffs, the opening week playoff, this season. And finally, there has been a lot of positive news coming out of the Washington football team under new president Jason Wright. So it was a bit surprising to learn last night from our Ben Fisher that the team has two key senior executives leaving the organization because staff turmoil has been seen as a hallmark under previous administrations of the team. And under Jason Wright, the team was trying to move to a more I would say, period of stability. But the Washington football team's top communications executive, Julie Jensen, and chief partnership officer, Scott Shepard, are both leaving the organization. That's according to R. Ben Fisher, who reported this news exclusively last night. Those changes are the first big executive moves since Jason Wright hired his team in 2020. Now, you had two people leave the organization, but Jason Wright also promoted two people he hired early on in his tenure. Chief Financial Officer Greg Resch has been named Chief Operating Officer, and Chief of Staff Amina Edwards has been promoted to Senior Vice President of Corporate Affairs and Strategy. Now, these are both new roles under Jason Wright. So Jason Wright promoting two people he hired, but two people are departing. The departure of Julie Jensen is a surprise as she was the first senior vice president hired by Jason Wright in 2020. She had a very strong corporate communications background for a team that desperately needed it. And she was a high level female executive added to the front office when the team was certainly under scrutiny for its culture. Jensen did not specify a future job, only saying that she would be pursuing other opportunities. So again, 
the Washington football team is looking for strong staff stability as it has so much to do. They're focused on a rebranding. They're looking at a new stadium down the road. There's a new culture in the organization and a new leader in Tanya Snyder. So I'll be watching if there is any more changes to that organization. So it was great to see people this week at the Thought Leaders Retreat. I've already heard from a number of you who will be in Las Vegas next week for our sports facilities, ticketing, and franchise symposium. I hope to see you there. And again, I hope to see all of you at one of our events down the road sometime this fall. So that is your morning buzzcast for Friday, September 24th. I'm Abe Madcore. Great to be with you again. Have a great weekend. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Be good to each other. I'll speak to you on Monday morning. This program was sponsored by Yahoo. Millions worldwide count on Yahoo to connect them to their passions. What you may not know is that Yahoo means business too. Yahoo connects businesses to more growth. Edgecast, their media platform, delivers valuable media experiences to viewers worldwide through a secure platform that shares content with speed billions of times per day across all devices. Discover why the world's largest companies rely on Edgecast at edgecast.com. That's E-D-G-E-C-A-S-T dot com. Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.